Okay, you guys, I am back and I am recording another podcast, obviously. Um, I'm also doing a live video on my Instagram right now, like at the same time that I'm recording the podcast. So to those of you watching the live, if anybody even watches it, um, tell me how the audio is because it's been really bad lately. And so I like if you can't hear me, just tell me and I'll end it. Um, anyway, so today, well, first of all, I want to say I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving break, that it was just restful, um, good to spend time with family and friends and just reconnect and it be what it needed to be. And I know for a lot of us right now, we're going um, back to school, but going into finals and it can be kind of daunting to study for finals and to have all of that happening at once. And to know that we're doing that and then going back home again can be kind of overwhelming sometimes. I don't know. It's just kind of a busy season. Like, it's a couple of weeks where you are grinding and just working really hard and it's exhausting and overwhelming. Um, <laughs> not to say that I don't think we can do it because we very well can. It is just kind of an overwhelming sort of season. And so today's episode, I'm calling Tips and Tricks for a Healthy Christian Lifestyle. Um... These are literally just things that I have found to be helpful in my walk with the Lord and just my daily living and who I want to be, who I'm trying to become. Um, so maybe these are good tips and tricks. Maybe they're not good tips and tricks. Who knows? Um, so yeah, we'll go ahead and start with my tips and tricks for a healthy Christian lifestyle. Um, okay, so... I wrote a lot of it down, by the way, because it's easier for me whenever I'm reading. Anyway, 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, be joyful always. And I feel like that's a lot easier said than done. And it can seem daunting to be commanded to be joyful always. Like, that's hard. You can't, like, it's like, okay, but God, you don't actually want me to be joyful all the time. Like, that's difficult. But I mean, that's like what we're called to do. Be joyful always that's really overwhelming, right? So then you start to spin in your mind and you're like, God, where do I even start? Like, how do I even begin to be joyful always? Well, the next verse says, <laughs> pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Well, there's two tips and tricks already. Like, so you're supposed to be joyful always. How do I do that? Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. Like, literally never cease in prayer. Walk with the Lord always in companionship and conversation. And then giving thanks in all circumstances because guess what? This is, I think I'm going to make another video about, or like recording about this soon because this is so important to me, but anxiety and gratitude cannot coexist. Like, anxiety and gratitude can't exist in the brain at the same time. It is proven scientifically that you cannot be grateful and anxious at the same time. So if you're feeling anxious, give thanks, like literally praise the Lord for all that you have, all that's going to come, all that has happened, like literally just give thanks to the Lord. Um, so like a tip trick for that is that something that I do is I have an alarm set on my phone for 7.30 PM every night. And it just says, what were you grateful for today? That's the, like, that's so easy. You can do that to just remind yourself to be grateful. It takes what, two minutes, you not even two minutes, two seconds, you silence the alarm and then you say, God, thank you for this today. Like, and then when you're with people, you get to hear what they were grateful for. Like, that's really good. And just like built Christ-centering relationships too. 
So that's just like a simple tip and trick. Um, so yeah, there's that one. Um, next tip slash trick that I have is something that my high school cross country coach told me that has always stuck with me. Like I have never forgotten it is she said, first thing in the morning, when you wake up before you even let your feet hit the ground, pray. Like that literally just centers your day on what you want your day to look like and who you want to be with you during the day. Like you want the Lord to be with you throughout your entire day. So when you wake up every morning, pray before your feet even hit the floor. Like that's easy. Like, I love that. I don't know. I just think that's a nice trick tip for a healthy lifestyle. Like talk to the Lord. That's, that's so big. I'm going to talk about that so much today is like literally just talking to the Lord. Um, another practical thing that I try to do in the mornings, and this is one I'm going to be better about because I'm not great about it, is not checking your phone until you leave the house. Like, you don't need to wake up and immediately be on your phone. And for me, I'm like, well, I have to because I need to turn my alarm off and so then I get on it and then I start scrolling. No, I'm going to buy an alarm clock. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy a digital alarm clock and I'm going to sleep with my phone in the living room. And I'm not going to check it until I leave my house in the mornings. Like, just managing and minimizing the time spent on your phone in general, I think, is so big. Like, right now, I have screen time turned on on my phone, so I have my app limits set for certain apps. I have downtime scheduled, so I'm not on my phone before bed, because that's so important. Like, I don't think we were designed, or I not that I don't think we weren't designed to, like, have the stimulation of blue light right before going to bed. It ruins your sleep. Anyway, um grayscale guys this is my new thing i <laughs> am loving it i keep my phone in grayscale all the time because the colors on our phones are so bright and like what's the word saturated that like our brains it's so much for our brains to handle and it's so stimulating and so i just keep it in grayscale and it honestly makes my phone so boring like i don't want to get on it ever i don't want to look at anything because it's boring it's gray but also, and this sounds so stupid, and like, it could just be placebo effect, I don't know. But I feel like everything else is so much brighter. Like all the other colors that I see in real life <laughs> are so much brighter. And so I just really like that. And so that's something that I really recommend, honestly, is turning your phone to grayscale, because our brains weren't designed to process color and that quantity that it's produced to us on our phones. So that also, um, a big thing with the phones is like cleaning out who I was following was really, I've started going through that and just like, if I see something and it's not bringing like light and joy and fullness to me, why am I following that creator or that person? Or like if their morals don't align with my own or if I don't agree with what they're posting, why would I continually feed that to myself? So that's also been something is just like cleaning out who I'm following, who I'm choosing to spend my time checking up on, like things like that. So that moving on <laughs> uh, so that's my phone stuff that's where I'm at on phones social media all of it I don't know even like sometimes during the week I'll just delete all social media during the week and I won't download it again until I get everything I need done for the week done and so it just allows me to better spend my time being intentional getting done what I need to get done but also being intentional with the people that I'm present with and I'm actually present with them because I'm not on my phone so there's that this next one Hold on tight. It's life-changing. Read the Bible. It sounds easy. It sounds, yeah, like, oh, a 
of course she was going to say that. Yeah, I'm going to say that. Y'all, we were literally created for a relationship with the Lord. And this is how he speaks to us. Like, it is the living word of God. God said, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to talk to you. I want to, like, have this with you. Here is how I'm going to speak to you. Read it. Like, God wrote a book and wants us to read it. That's incredible. So reading the Bible is huge. Big tip slash trick for a healthy Christian lifestyle. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like, we can't just live on what we need, like, bread and water to survive. Bread, water, sleep, sunlight, I don't know. Like, the things we actually need for survival, we can't just live on that. We have to live by every word from the mouth of God. Read the Bible. And also, I really think that we are created for moments of stillness and to not be so overwhelmed and chaotic and rushing from thing to thing all the time. Um, and so I think it's really, really important to have quiet time with the Lord, like putting your phone in the other room, minimizing distractions, and just sitting there and praying, worshiping, reading the Bible, reading a Christian book, like just spending time with the Lord um, and like getting still, like it's so hard because we live in such a busy culture and all of our days are so busy. Trust me, I get it. Like, I understand busyness and you have to make time for it. And it's so rewarding and it brings such peace and joy to your life whenever you spend time with the Lord and when you make it a priority. Like, I try really hard not to start my days without time with the Lord because it really just centers how my day goes and how I feel throughout the day, my interactions with people, it's just so big. Um, Psalm, no. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. We all know that verse. That's, I mean, pretty common, I feel like. But one time I heard it taught, um, Be still so that you know that I am God. We have to get still and center our entire beings, our entire lives on the face of God to know Him. Like, you have to get still. You can't know God whenever you have all of this other craziness going on around you and your attention is being torn away from him all the time. So you have to make time to make, like you have to make the time to have the stillness and make quiet time and just get still before the Lord and spend your time with him and like really invest in it and give effort into being in the presence of the Lord. Um, because God speaks in what the Bible describes as a still, small voice. And he is gentle and he is quiet. And so if you want to hear him and hear what he's trying to tell you and like have that relationship with him, you have to be still and quiet and listen. And so this is something that my friend told me one time because I was like, I just feel like I really haven't heard the Lord speak to me lately and I don't know why and I'm, I'm trying to listen and I, I just don't know what to do. And she was like, well, what do you do whenever you're done praying or whenever you're done reading your Bible? And she was like, I guarantee you I know what you do. I bet you pick up your phone and you're scrolling or you're texting somebody or you're on to the next thing or you're going here or you're doing this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And she was like, just sit there for a second. Like, sit there and listen and see what the Lord has to reveal to you and to say to you. Um so instead of being like, okay, I'm done with my quiet time for the day and now I'm going to move on, like just give it a second, rest in it, um, let it marinate a little bit, like <laughs> let it resonate and wait and see what the Lord has to say because I guarantee you he, he wants to talk to us, like he is talking to us and I just feel like a lot of times we're not paying attention 
to hear the still small voice. So that's one. This one is so big. I've had to do this so many times is fighting lies with truth. And I don't know how y'all's brains work. I tend to think about something and then I spiral about it. And I just start to believe lie after lie after lie. And it really becomes a spiral. And I'm like in this hole and I'm stuck and I can't get out of it. And you can't just sit there in it. You have to actively fight it. And so fighting lies with truth is you hear the lie in your head. You write it down. The next thing you do is you go to the Bible. Or if you don't have a verse memorized, then you go to Google and you look up verses that say the opposite of this and write it next to it. So example lie you're unloved nobody loves you nobody could ever love you whatever this is the lie you write that down next to it you write god god has called me beloved jeremiah 31 3 says i have loved you with an everlasting love therefore i have continued my faithfulness to you like what was i saying sorry <laughs> um like just fighting the lies of the truth is like Satan is a liar and that's how he gets to us is that he whispers these lies to us and then he says them louder and louder and more insistently and we start to believe them and that's not the truth and so you have to fight it with the truth and if you start to spiral about something and you know this is not the voice of God this isn't how God talks to me this isn't what God says about me then you know it's the enemy and what you say to that is you say liar you say Satan you are a liar like if somebody ever tells you you're a liar, you're not going to hang out and continue to like tell them the lies. You're going to be like, oh, you're right. I am a liar. I'm going to move on to my next victim. That's what Satan's going to do. You tell him he's a liar. You call him out. You're like This isn't true and this is not what God says about me. So that was just like a tangible thing is when you start to believe a lie, write it down and write the truth down next to it. Um, that's a big one. Or even just whenever you're feeling anxious about something, write it down. And then write down how you can fix it or what you can do about it. So like for me right now, I don't know where I'm going to work next semester. And I think about it a lot and I'm starting to feel anxious about it. So I would write that down. Worried about job for next semester. Next to it, I would write, start looking up jobs. Start calling jobs. Start going into places and asking if they're hiring. Submit my resume. Submit applications. Like there are things you can do to stop the spiral. Um, my next tip slash trick is actually, I like this one a lot, um, going on prayer walks with God. Um, yeah, I really like this. Like, I'll just walk and listen to worship music. Um, sometimes I sing out loud. Sometimes I pray out loud. Literally just pretending like Jesus is walking right next to you, like he is your friend that you're on a walk with and talking to him. Having that um, conversation and just the relationship of having a friendship with him and getting to share that and speak to him, hear what he has to say, just taking time to be intentional with your time spent with him. Um, yeah, I like prayer walks a lot. I think those are nice. It's a really good way to spend time with the Lord and to hear what he has to say. Um, so I like this. This one, big. Get excited. Um, changing what you are listening to. I think the kind of music we listen to has such a big impact, so much bigger than we realize on just like the trajectory of our lives and what we believe and what we feel and how our spirit is all of it I think is so determined by what we listen to and what we put into our minds um mark 424 says be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear for as you do more understanding will be given to you 
and that can be translated as like take heed of what you hear is what you're hearing good and bringing life and like making you better almost like I don't know I was reading a book the other day and it was like talking to men specifically and it was like if you are listening to music that is constantly degrading women remove it from your playlist do not listen to it anymore because if you listen to it that's just kind of what you start to believe even like for me right now I really have been fixated on marriage and just like a relationship I really want a relationship and I love country music and so I listen to a lot of country music a lot of country music is love songs and it was making me kind of bitter because I was like this is something I want and it's not something that I have and so I'd listen to it and instead of being like oh this is something I enjoy and I'm singing to it and it's making me happy like I would honestly be kind of upset and I was like why is this moving me so much and so I just kind of had had to remove that lately and like stop feeding myself with it because the more I fed myself with it the more I wanted it and the more I realized I didn't have it and the more I would spiral and just be upset and that's something I could change easily so right now all I'm listening to is worship music and I mean you can't ever go wrong with praising the Lord and so that's just been what I've been doing and it's really nice because that is always fulfilling and life-giving and beneficial and so I don't know just taking heed what you hear and if you don't see a problem with what you hear and if it's not dragging you down or like I'm not saying you have to only listen to worship music that's not what I'm trying to say that's just what I'm doing right now because it's what I needed to do but there are times where I've listened to country music and I've felt good about it I'm like I love the song I'm happy and I'm singing it and it's not talking about like horrible worldly things and it's okay you know so I just think really um have good discernment with that and just be wise and know where your heart is at and know if what you're receiving is in alignment with what you want for your life um my next one is I don't really know if this is considered a tip slash trick but I think it's important so I'm going to say it anyway disciple and be discipled too I think that having a good community of wise counsel is so huge uh, we were literally designed for community I've talked about this before I'll talk about it again like I think that's so important and to have somebody pour into you and correct you when you need to be corrected and discipline you when you need to be disciplined is huge and somebody to go to whenever you need advice and you need it to be godly and biblical and to understand that what they're saying is wise and truthful is so important and to have that community and support system around you is just really big and also like disciple other people like pour into them as you're being poured into um is really big and just like lifting other people up and serving them um proverbs 24 5 through 6 says that the wise prevail through great power and those who have knowledge muster their strength surely you need guidance to wage war and victory is won through many advisors like the bible's telling us we need people to support us and to guide us and we need to do the same for others like Victory is won through many advisors. You need people to correct you and to discipline you. Like, I am so thankful that I was disciplined as a child because it made me who I am and it builds character and it makes you a good person. So I think also just like being able to receive discipline well and not being quick to fight back and maybe just like holding your tongue and listening and understanding if it's somebody wise that's correcting you is big. There's a lot of verses in Proverbs about discipline and just like having wise advisors in your life. So I don't know, I've just been thinking about that a lot lately because that's so big into making you who you are. Um, my next one is treating your body like the temple that it is. 
Um, I'm going at this kind of the working out route, but like moving your body out of honor for it because it is a dwelling for the Holy Spirit and it's on loan from the king. So just being kind to yourself, moving your body and finding what feels good, exercising because you want to be healthy, not because you hate yourself, just like finding a healthy balance of that, which is like, could be a whole nother topic. But just like a tip trick, like if you're having a bad day, sometimes going for a walk, going for a run, going to lift weights, doing yoga, moving your body in a kind way can be really, really helpful. And just like releasing those endorphins and I mean, there's so many studies about how working out is so beneficial to your mind and your spirit, but just making sure it's coming out of a good place, um, out of honor and respect for your body. Um, My next one, drink water. That's it. I think it's important. I think everybody should drink water all the time. Water is good for you. Drink it. Next one, work hard. Proverbs 21.5 says the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty work hard at what you do um there's that one bible verse i don't know where it comes from in the bible like let everything you do be done for the glory of god not for man not for the approval of man like we are doing everything on this side of heaven for the kingdom and for the king and so just letting everything be done for him you work so much harder it changes the way that you approach homework working out like taking a test, going to work, like all of it changes whenever you're doing it for God and unto God. So working hard, like that is, I'm counting that as a tip slash trick is working hard because it is so important and it does change your life whenever you work at things as though it's for the king because it is. Um, Go to church. (laughs) That's a big one. Um, Just being around a wise community of people, people who are going to bring life to you and support you and just being around people who believe the same thing as you is really big um because you want to be around people who are like-minded and who bring life to you and who you can serve well and who can serve you well and just who can support you and iron sharpens iron you want to be around people that are similar to you and a community of believers is the way to do it i think um so that's that uh go to counseling if you need to tips last strike important if you need to go to counseling, do it. There's no shame in that. And I think that can be really helpful. Um, that it's honestly life-changing. So that's what I have to say about that. Um, this one, this is the worst tip, trick, whatever I've ever offered because I am so horrible at it. But try not to worry about tomorrow. Like, take everything moment by moment. Um, Matthew 6.34, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so literally take things day by day. If that's too overwhelming, take it moment by moment. But there's no reason to worry about tomorrow because, one, it's in the hands of God and he has it. Two, when has worrying ever changed the outcome of the situation? It hasn't. And tomorrow's going to worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. So let's just focus on today and do with it what we can, you know? Um, ah, This is my favorite one, actually. This is what I tell people a lot whenever, like, they're in a slump or just, like, not really enjoying life. And I try to do the same thing, too. I think this is so big. Um, Try to find one thing you enjoy and do it every single day. Do at least one thing you enjoy every single day. Um which it could be like, okay, I don't have time for that. 
Yes, you do. And you can make time for it. If you're trying to live this joyful and peaceful lifestyle, like you have to do things for yourself sometimes. So like I like to read. If I only have time to read three pages of a book a day, that's fine. At least I'm taking time to do something I enjoy. I like coffee. If my one thing I enjoy in the day is drinking a cup of coffee, like just find things you enjoy and do them. And find the simple things too. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I love shopping and I'm going to go on this huge, big shopping spree. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Just find small things you enjoy and do them. Spend time doing things you like. Like, it's your life. You want to enjoy it. As simple as that. I think we forget that, like, these, this, we are living our lives. It is supposed to be enjoyed. So, finding things you like to do and doing them. Um, this one is praying about it before you rant about it. This is something I really need to work on because if something happens that I'm upset about or I'm angry or I'm upset with this one person, like, I go to my friends, and I'll talk to them, and I'll be like, guys, this is happening, like, blah, 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 like, maybe talk to Jesus about it first, and then if you still need to talk to somebody and get things off your chest, do that, but I don't know, I think praying, praying before anything, praying about things before you do them, after you do them, while you do them, just pray about it, um, all the time, so that's that, I feel like I could have worded that better, it didn't make much sense, but that's okay, Oh, this is a big one that I've been trying to do lately, um, and it's hard, but here we go. Stop complaining. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I complain a lot, and I've started to realize that, and so sometimes I'll say something that's a complaint, and I'll stop and then reword it to where it's not a complaint. It's just kind of like a statement. I don't know if that makes much sense, but instead of being like, it's so cold today and I hate the cold so much, I could just be like, oh, a cold fart must have came through. It's colder today, you know? Um, Proverbs twenty one twenty three says, those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Like, say things that bring life to people. Say things that are kind. Say things that are going to make their day better. Uplift them. Be positive. Um, yeah, literally guarding your mouth. Sometimes the best thing you can do is be silent. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say it. That's simple as that. Um, also, I think sometimes being silent shows a lot of strength of character because sometimes it is really hard to when someone says something mean or that angers you or that upsets you. Like, It's hard to hold your tongue, but that shows such godliness. So yeah, guarding your mouth is just really big. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like something that I've noticed is it's really easy to relate to people when you're complaining. Like, if you're talking to a stranger, you could be like, oh, the weather today is horrible. Or be like, oh, I've had so many exams this week. Like, I'm so busy. Like, I don't know. It's just easy to, when you're talking to someone you don't have a lot in common with, it's easy to complain and it's easy to relate on that. But maybe try to find something else you can relate on instead of just things that you don't enjoy or things that are going wrong. Um, take your thoughts captive. Rewire your thinking is my next one. Um, whenever you start to spiral about something and you're like, I don't want to go down this hole, stop it. Be like, I'm not going to think about this today. Let the thoughts, let the thought come, let the thought fly away. It doesn't have to nest in your brain. Literally let it be a bird and fly away. I heard somebody teach it that way once and that really stuck with me. Like it doesn't have to nest in your brain and make its home there. Just let it come, let it fly away. And maybe think of something else, the opposite, like, if you're thinking, oh, I'm so stressed about all I have to do this week, whatever, whatever, maybe be like, I am so grateful that I have the opportunity to do all these things. And now I'm going to make a list of the things I have to do so I feel more prepared. Things like that. Um, this one, 
I don't really think this is considered a tip slash trick, but it's important and we should all practice it. Guarding your heart. And I think this is what God kind of spoke to me today is that guarding your heart might look like self-discipline. I listened to a podcast the other day and it said, it seems like it's really cool these days to not practice self-discipline, to just do whatever we want to do, indulge in whatever we want to indulge in, do things that we know aren't good for us. And it's really cool to not practice self-discipline. No, it's not. Like it, being disciplined is really important. Um, Proverbs 25, 27 through 28, I read this today and I've written it in like seven different places because I love it says, it is not good to eat too much honey, nor is it honorable to search out matters that are too deep. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Lacking self-control is not good. If you know that you should not be giving into something, then don't. Just sit in it. Be patient and just pray about it. <laughs> Y'all are going to hear me say that so many times. Like, pray about it. Honestly, though, like, it's not good to just give into it. Um, like a city whose walls are broken through. Like that's, it's damaged. Bad things get in that way whenever a wall is broken through. Things that you're trying to keep out come in. And that's not what you want. <laughs> Honestly, it's not what you want. So practicing self-control, pra- practicing self-discipline is really, really important. And if you can think of ways that you can do that, or if you can think of something that you're not being super disciplined on that you could change, maybe try to take that step this week. Um, Try to be like, okay, I've been texting this person that I know I shouldn't be talking to right now. Maybe I'm going to practice some discipline and say, hey, I think we need to take a little time apart because we shouldn't be talking to each other right now. Or if you've been drinking too much, maybe be like, I'm going to practice a little more discipline this week. And maybe I won't get blackout. Like, that sounds horrible. But, like, literally, there's so like there's so many different extremes of it. And there's so many different ways that we can practice discipline and self-control. So, that's what I have to say on that one. Um, this is kind of a tip trick that I heard one time that has stuck with me, too, that's kind of helped. Is if you can't quit a sin outright, maybe try to make the time between each occurrence farther and farther. Like... I don't know, from, like, for someone that study, gosh, my words are not working. For somebody that struggles with, like, body image, and if every time you're walking by a mirror, you are, like, checking what your body looks like, you're looking at yourself, you're analyzing whatever, whatever, maybe do that less. Maybe look in the mirror in the morning and at night. And then maybe the next day, you only look in the morning. And then you start looking less and less and less. So I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful or not. But like if you if you can't just like cold turkey quit a sin, maybe try to wean yourself off of it. Do it less and less and less until suddenly it's not part of your life anymore. Also telling someone about it. Sin grows in the dark, but it cannot survive in the light. And that's a really good tip slash trick for a healthy Christian lifestyle. <laughs> is telling people about it like be like I need to come to you you're a trusted friend of mine and I am really struggling with this right now and I can't seem to beat it and I might need you to help hold me accountable or I just needed you to know that I'm struggling through this and if you have any advice that you could give me like that's really big and it shows a lot of strength of character to be like this is hard but I need help um next one be intentional with your time with people. Be present. Be kind. 
don't be on your phone whenever you're at dinner with somebody. Like, that shows so much humility and just grace to sit there and enjoy a conversation with them and not be on your phone or be distracted about other things. Listen well to what they're saying. Write somebody that you care about a letter. That's a good piece of advice. Like, that's so nice. People love to receive things like that. People like to know they're cared about. Write somebody you love a letter. Um, Call someone you haven't talked to in a long time. Like, serve others well. If you can do something to, like, make somebody's day better and you know that you can, then do that. There's so many things that you can do um, to just show the way that you care about other people, that you care about them the way that the Lord cares about them. So that's my tip slash trick on that is just being intentional with your time with people and being honorable to them and serving them well. Another one, this is mainly for me and this is why I put it, but make to-do lists. Like that helps so much if you have like all these thoughts in your head and you're overwhelmed and you don't know what to do. Make a to-do list. Like this is what I need to get done. Cross it off. You will feel so good. And it just keeps things in line, keeps things in track. Um, So that's not from the Bible or anything, but that's my tips last trick. Um, Another one that I've really started doing lately is reading Christian books. It's so nice to have another perspective or like to hear from other people and just get to read about it and feed yourself with the knowledge uh, that other people have about the Lord and his kingdom. So that's a big one. Listening to Christian podcasts. I have been eating up some podcasts lately, you guys. Um, I will recommend them. Um, I love Call Her Holy. I love Becoming Something and the Handlebar podcasts. Those three are so good. Um, so yeah, literally just feeding yourself with good things, things that bring life to you. Um, next one, take a deep breath every now and then that is big. Like right now, take the deepest breath you have taken all day. Like it's a miracle we can breathe. Don't take it for granted and continue to do it. Slow your heart rate if you need to like sit and breathe for a little bit. Um, also scheduling time for rest, I think is really important too, to be like, okay, I know I have a really busy week this week, so I'm going to get it all done, and on Saturday, I'm going to get to just spend time with family and friends and just chill, and I know that's not really feasible for everybody to have an entire day where you don't have to do anything, Um, but maybe be like, okay, I have a really busy week this week, but on Sunday afternoon, I am going to set aside two hours where I can just rest and maybe watch a good TV show, read a good book, do something that I enjoy, Um, so if you need to schedule time for it, like literally schedule time for it, um, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's kind of all that I have for like my things. A lot of them weren't really practical. It's just like character trait things, but, um, that's kind of what I have to offer. Also another one, um, stop viewing what you have as little and honor it and use it for the glory of God. I saw something that was like, what if the first step in what, in turning what, gosh, sorry. What if the first step in turning what little we have into much is to stop viewing what you have as little? Like, God gave it to you for a reason because he entrusted you with it. So view it as something that needs to be honored and respected and do what you can with what you have. Um, yeah, that's what I have to say on that. And then also, as y'all know, my nanny friends from camp are my best friends in the whole wide world. And I asked them if they had any tips and tricks. And honestly, I think I'm just going to read what they have to say. So shout out the nans right now because they did have some really good things. And I'd like to share that with you, too. It's nice to have other people's perspectives. And this is also another reason why it's so important to have godly friendships and good, 
wise people in your life because I was able to ask them for this and I know it's good stuff that I should respect and heed. So Grace Kelly, shout out. She said, waking up a little earlier to spend time with Jesus and to spend time alone is so worth waking up early for the peace. She also said, a skincare routine makes me feel so productive, even if it is just washing my face and putting on moisturizer, just something to make me feel clean. Along with that, if I'm sad or in a funk, taking a shower makes me feel so much better. It's okay to treat yourself. Don't over-treat yourself because then it's never really rewarding or holds a value of making you feel better. And she's the reason I um, am doing screen time lately. And so she said, turning my screen time off from 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. is so nice to keep me off my phone before bed and when I wake up. So those are her advices. Ellie's advice, protect your peace. Don't harm your peace to protect someone else's. In the end, you have to make sure you love you. Don't change who you are for someone who can't accept you as is. You shouldn't have to change to be loved. Be thankful for what you have. That's in all caps. She finds this important. Don't worry about all the things you want. Take time each day to be thankful for what you have. She said, be like Savvy, make an alarm. Mine is every day at 930 and it always reminds me that no matter what I'm going through, there is so much good in my life. Find joy in everything, also in all caps. Look for little pieces of joy in everything you do, even if what you're doing isn't particularly joyful. I'm not a huge fan of studying in exams, so I make sure to go to my favorite study spot with my study snack and set myself up for success, not failure. This is also in all caps from Ellie. You are smart, you are kind, you are important, and I love you. Good tips and tricks. Addison's is surround yourself with people who better you in your walk with the Lord, but who are also there as a shoulder to cry on or people to share your victories. Make time for you, whether that's spending a day at home watching movies or taking a drive with the windows down and blaring music. Always make time to get into the word, whether it's five minutes in the morning or at night, or taking an hour to leave behind all distractions and really dig in. And random dance parties are always fun. Addison, those are good tips and tricks. Actually, I don't think I've fully read that one earlier I really like that um I hope everybody heard that that was a good tip trick um Ali's was remember that not everything is supposed to be easy in our society there's a big mentality of if I'm not good at it then it must not be for me and there's something else I'm good at but just because something is difficult doesn't mean that you're not good at it we have to learn to persevere and stick to things give yourself the grace to fail and mess up but be willing to push through hard things Failure is how we learn, and there's so many rewards on the other side of those struggles. I think it's just really important to remember that you deserve grace, but you also deserve the success at the end of that road. You also deserve the success at the end of that road, so learning to love the struggle can make life so much more rewarding. That's very true. And this is Riley's. Um, she said that her favorite trick is a little narcissistic, which I don't think it is, and I'll explain why, but I'll read it. Um, she says, I always in the morning look at myself in the mirror and tell myself how great I'm doing, that I'm beautiful and kind and perfect and smart and just really positive thoughts that set me up for a better day. In a world where everything is always trying to be negative and bring you down, I like to cheat the system and try to start off with a little more good and love in my life. And the reason I don't think this is narcissistic to do, I think it's really good to do, is that's what the Lord says about us. Like the Lord tells us that we're doing great, that we're beautiful and kind and perfect and smart and loved. Like that's, those are good things to remind yourself of because that's what God says about us. Um, what me and my roommate Lily do is we have a bunch of sticky notes on our mirror of just like affirmations, Bible verses, things we want to remind ourselves of, um, quotes, like just important things that you want to see every time you're looking in the mirror, every time you wake up first thing in the morning. Um, so that's also a practical tip 
is like write a Bible verse and put it on your mirror and read it in the morning. Right now what I have for myself is I have three different prayers that I have written on a piece of paper. And in the morning before I look at my phone, I read all three of them out loud. And at night, last thing I do before I turn off the lights is I read all three of them out loud and just meditate on them, pray them, and hear what the Lord has to say. Um, so yeah, guys, I hope that this was somewhat helpful. I don't know, this one was kind of fun to make because I just got to think about things that I do in my own life or things people have told me that have always stuck with me, um, tricks that I've always wanted to remind myself of. And so, yeah, I think it's really important. And it was just, it was fun to get to hear what other people do too to make their days better. So that is all that I have to say on that. I love you all so dearly. And as always, I am so thankful that y'all are here and listening and just supporting me. Um, if anybody feels led to, the podcast now has a Venmo. Um, if you would like to donate, it's Jesus Time with Sab on Venmo because this isn't free to produce um, and I would appreciate the help so much. Obviously, if you're feeling blessed by this or if you want to help out, that's great. If not, that's also great. I will continue to do this for as long as I can and I am so thankful for you guys. So thank you for your time.